1: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates pet coverage not available in new hampshire and north carolina you are locked on jazz your daily podcast on the utah jazz
2: part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: Locked On Jazz, the 21st of September, live from New York on the NBA broadcast meetings. We'll take a look at the small forward position, a quick run through on Gordon and Joe Johnson, and then sit down with Joe Johnson for Get to Know. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. It is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm in New York for the NBA broadcast meetings. I had a wonderful time last night uh, with Alan Horton and Chuck Cooperstein, some Timberwolves and Mavericks and Craig Ackerman Rockets and Tim Roy Warriors and Dennis Newman Magic and Mark Champion Pistons and just hanging out with it's just an honor and a privilege to be a part of this group. And a lot of different comments about the Jazz. Some said, I think you got the eight spot. Some told us you think you got the four spot. But generally, everybody loves uh Across the board, what Dennis and this uh, franchise has done, and are equally kind of interested and is excited. I, I rode back on the bus with Kristen Airy, the TV voice of the Pacers, who told me a bunch of great things about uh, George Hill and who he is. Uh, and he says, you know, we'll be his favorite league pass team. So the excitement around the Jazz is uh, definitely happening across the league. And uh, I was talking to Mark Kestisher, the uh, new national ESPN voice, and he's like, Hope we're going to make it out there for some playoffs. And so everyone's kind of there on the same level uh, as we are hoping uh, very much uh, for the same concept of what's uh, taking place uh, that we that we feel about. Uh, I'm going to shorten the show a little bit today because I got to get to the broadcast meetings, and it's it's pretty early in the morning uh, here in New York. Uh, so I just I'm going to kind of fly through this a little bit more than I than I usually do. Um, with pins across the world and those kind of things. I'm just going to quickly uh, pass on and really the crux of the show today is going to be sit down with joe johnson let you get to know him um our small forward position you probably know pretty well which we're looking at I mean, this all obviously depends if joe starts then gordon doesn't count here but for a lot of time gordon will play here um gordon obviously has, has moved himself into the top 30 players in the nba trying to make a move for the top 20 uh you know 20 points five rebounds five assists over generalizing a little bit uh just you know a game that is developing uh Late game situation is going to be interesting as he plays with better players uh, on the floor this year. Will he be better late in games? Uh, the work he's put in in the offseason has the organization wowed. Uh, he's taking it to a completely different level. He's hovering around 235 right now. He'll probably drop down to 225 by the time he works his way through the season. Uh, but just watching him play, uh, the game's very easy for him right now because he is just so, so strong. Uh Across the board, so it's a it's an exciting time I think for for Gordon uh, as he just is committed completely and remarkably to being uh, you know try to be one of the elite players in the league uh, as he gets the help of Joe Johnson on the floor as a small or Trey Lyles on a spread floor Rodney Hood developing a little bit more his life should George Hill uh, you would hope that his life uh, continues to get a little bit easier uh, across the board and I think that's what will be very very interesting. Uh, to see this year is whether or not how he you know progresses and what he's able to do um, with a, a supporting cast. The other one is just the burden that Gordon has been carrying over the years, uh, basically playing the point guard and having to hold down everything. I think it'll be very interesting to see whether or not he's able to if um, that you know be a little fresher. I think he's worn out both the last two years, uh, and we'll see whether or not that that changes uh joe johnson will be and is still really good um you know monday without having practiced on saturday and sunday uh joe suddenly uh in the open gym on monday was probably the best player on the floor and so that's still in there and uh 35 years old i don't know how often you know we'll see it uh, i think you have to probably let him have some you know good rest and, and work it uh, correctly, uh Obviously, his his numbers have declined the last few years uh, in Brooklyn. He, you know, went from the eighteen point a game guy in Atlanta, got to Brooklyn was suddenly a sixteen, and by last year he was a twelve uh, point a game guy between Brooklyn and Miami. Talking to Eric Reed, um, Miami's TV announcer, you know, say was just incredibly fabulous for Miami last year. Shot fifty two percent and forty two percent from three, and thirteen points a game. But he just adds a a level uh, that we haven't had before a late game. Uh, stud you'll hear just kind of his experiences in life and just talking to him as coming up here that he's just a little bit of a he's got a little bit to him I mean it's interesting I do these interviews and when I was sitting down with Joe I suddenly realized I hadn't interviewed anybody that was over the age of 27 in you know four or five years doing these interviews and so to sit down with a 35 year old Joe I actually you know suddenly changed up some questions and did some things differently because this was a guy who you know has a different life experience and different things that he's gone through, and probably, you know, with he and George Hill uh, and Boris Diaw, I'll probably have to change up my questioning a little bit. Uh, you know, this is a guy who was all rookie in 2001-2002 while playing for Boston, so uh, he has been around uh, quite a bit. Uh, Quincy Ford is another small forward on this roster. He, he'd have to knock somebody off to make this team, but God gave him a gift of body, and he's He's a pretty talented player, and uh, it will be interesting to see whether or not he can be forceful enough on the floor to uh, make this team. It's not unhurt. It's not. It's not a crazy thought. There's a, there's a chance that he actually makes this team um, if he has a good camp because he's physically so so skilled. And then Joe Ingles, Joe Ingles, I think becomes more valuable as he plays on a better team. Uh, when you're asking him to do. Uh, The right amount of stuff, he does it really, really well and is one of the best catch-and-shoot guys in the NBA last year, and particularly if you get in the right corner, he's deadly. So there's a quick rundown of Small forwards. I apologize. I just need to get to meetings, but here's an extended time uh, with Joe Johnson. Remember, to on the Locked On Podcast Network, there's Locked On the NFL with Matt Williamson, Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Floyd and Fantasy Football. With Vinny Iyer. Add those to your list of podcasts you listen to. And each of your favorite NFL team is out there as well on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: Get to know Joe Johnson. If you took me back to your hometown, what would you show me in your hometown?
0: If I took you back to my hometown, what would I show you? I would first take you to my high school, Little Rock Central. That's uh, very historic. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about the Little Rock Nine uh the segregation uh that's where it started man so i would definitely take you there and let you see how great it is
2: if you took me back to your childhood room what did your childhood room look like
0: my childhood room was the best i had i had my whole i had i got i had four walls in my room and they they were all covered with posters basketball posters from from Michael Jordan to Penny Hardaway, Shaq, Kobe Magic, uh, Scotty Pippen, uh, you, you name them, I had them covered. To my homecoming king, I was homecoming king my senior year in high school. I still had that hanging up in there, pictures of myself, obviously. And, uh, yeah, man, it was dope. It was dope.
2: What was a great day when you were a kid? You knew it was a great day in the Johnson House or for Joe when, when what was going on when you were a kid?
0: A great day when I was a kid, man, is when the sun was out and I was able to hoop on oh, my goal, man. That was a great day because, you know, when you're younger, you don't have to worry about bills and things of that sort. So you don't have no worries, man. You just wanted to you wanted to be a great sunny day so you can go out and play. What's the
2: first hoop you ever played on?
0: The first hoop I ever played on uh, was a mini hoop of mine that I, that I got when I was younger. When I say younger, like I was... I, really too young to even remember but you know I've seen so many pictures uh you know a little play school hoop I had inside the house when I was probably I couldn't have been no more than three four years old what
2: yeah. about court like where'd you guys go play when you were kids
0: uh when we was kids we used to go play at the elementary school I went to at Badger Elementary uh that was kind of like in the neighborhood and it would be packed up there so that's kind of where it started for me double run yeah, it was a double rim. A stiff double rim, like if you ain't if you wasn't shooting all net, it wasn't going in. Were well,
2: the nets changed
0: or nets? <laughs> no, it was <would> changed. Yeah, <laughs> definitely changed. That's old school.
2: Who was your favorite player growing up and your favorite team?
0: My favorite player growing up, uh, It was Michael Jordan, man. Uh I, I grew up watching Mike, uh, and, and just watching the Bulls. When they three-peated, then him retiring, coming back. So, yeah, that that was my favorite team, and he's my favorite player.
2: Who's the first person that ever saw the the spark in you or realized that you had the talent to make it in this league?
0: Uh, The first person to see the spark in me is my Uncle Tracy. Uh, My Uncle Tracy and my Uncle Mike. Uh, You know, they seen it in me when I didn't even see it in myself. That's what it is. It was like when I was a young, young boy. When I mean young, I was like, couldn't have been no more than 10, 12 years old. They was telling me, you know, they seen this in me that, honestly, at the time, I didn't see it in myself. But, you know, I stuck with it, and I continued to improve, and and I continued to gain confidence, and, you know, I started to see it.
2: So what's the moment in your career, either in the NBA or before, where you realized, all right, I belong. I'm, I'm an NBA player.
0: Probably... Oh, and when I got—oh, you saying when I was when I got to the NBA? Yeah, either. Uh, it probably happened for me when I was—it's my third year in the league. Uh, I'm playing in Phoenix. I'm playing with Stefan Marbury, Penny Hardaway, Sean Marion, and they trade Stephon Marbury and Penny Hardaway, and it was kind of like, all right, listen, now it's your turn to step up and play. And when we traded those guys, I didn't really know—I didn't really know how it was going to be for me, but. Man, it, I went from like averaging like nine points a game to like seventeen a game. So that's when I was like, okay, all right, yeah, nah, now I feel I really feel like I belong.
2: What was it like to play with Penny after he'd been on your wall?
0: Man, it was uh, it was great, man. A great friend of mine still to this day. Uh, I looked up to him so much, and I and I enjoyed the times that we were out there on the court playing with playing with with one another.
2: I don't know if you know this. So Rodney's a huge Penny fan, right. and I guess supposedly has old tapes of him and watches him and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, as 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 basketball players, especially us as not just us as NBA players, but you know, inspiring basketball players, man, you do have guys that you like to watch and you know probably take some little stuff from their game here and there.
2: Who have you taken biggest pieces from in your career?
0: In my career. Uh, Man, you know, I, I've, I've always looked at myself as a big guard, so I've always, you know, watched Penny uh, and, you know, watched Mike. Obviously, you know, you see things that, that you would like to emulate, but, you know, it's it's difficult. But, you know, you just try to do what you can. Even Magic Johnson, I love how he's a big point guard. He used his body a lot when he brought the ball up the court or when he post up and how he passed and he could see the floor. So those are things I just try, I try and do when I'm out there on the court.
2: Interesting. What's the most favorite game you've ever played in your entire
0: career? Uh you talking about like it's playing in a game? Could be college, could be pro, could be anything. Man, favorite game I've ever played in, uh I would go back man to my freshman year in college. My freshman year in college, uh we were like fifteen and fourteen going into the SEC tournament. And we had to win the SEC tournament to get to the NCAA tournament, and we did it. We had to, we played the toughest teams in the SEC at the time it was Kentucky, uh, LSU, Auburn, and uh, Georgia. We had to play four games in four days, and man, we we did that. We did that. And I was a young I was a young cat man. I was so excited because I think that was a. Uh, that was like a record for like coach our coach Nolan Richardson uh him making having consecutive runs to the NCAA tournament so for us to be able to do that not only for ourselves but for him as well uh it was it was it was pretty historic for me do you
2: have one shot that you remember more than any other what would it be
0: one shot that i remember more than any other uh it will probably be It, it would pro- You know what? It would probably be the Phoenix game uh, when I was in Brooklyn, the buzzer beater. Because uh, it, it wasn't like a catch and shoot. I, we got the rebound. The ball came to me. I had to go the length of the court. And, you know, in my head I am got the clock ticking down. And it wasn't no more than four or five seconds. I was able to get in the lane and kind of shoot a little floater. And before the ball didn't go through the net, it was like I knew it was good when it left my hands and. I don't know. That was just a maybe because I played in Phoenix, but that was a memorable shot for me.
2: You've always been a great late game clutch. I mean, you have some of the best clutch numbers of anyone. What's your thought on why?
0: Just having that confidence, man, and, and my teammates and coaches having that confidence in me, and me not wanting to let them guys down. Because in those moments of the game, you know, I know coach looks to me or, or my teammates look to me, and they may tell me, "All right, it's time. It's your time now." And, you know, when, when guys have that type of confidence in you, you never want to let them down.
2: Uh, what's the toughest thing you've ever overcome, and how did you do it?
0: The toughest thing I've ever had? Uh, oh, uh, me having ankle surgery after uh, after my freshman year in college. Uh, I had a dislocated tendon in my ankle over the summer playing in uh, USA basketball. I hurt my ankle, and I had to have surgery. And it was... It like, it was frustrating a lot of times uh, because I honestly didn't know how I was gonna come back from it. My ankle from the incision I had, uh, it bled for like man um, over a month. So like even like when I started rehab, like two three days after my surgery, like it's bleeding during rehab. So. I'm rehabbing every day. Even when I work out, I get done. My socks bloody, like you know. And it just, I just couldn't. I didn't have that umph. I couldn't move. Like, like it was a struggle, man. That was tough. Why
2: do you wear number six?
0: Uh, honestly, there's no significance uh, to it. I've, I've, I started my my number is number two. I started wearing two. Uh, when I got to Phoenix, because I wore twenty four my whole life, all through co- all through like coming up high school, college, and then I got to the NBA. I got drafted by Boston. Obviously, so many of the numbers are retired that <laughs> you can't get no nothing with a two, really. So I went with thirty one. Then I got to Phoenix. I was playing with Tom Gugliata. He was number twenty four, so I had to go with. I just stuck with two. I went with two there. Then I went to Atlanta, played had, wore number two for seven, eight years. And uh, when I got to New York, man, I just wanted to switch it up. I went to seven, and when I went, when I left New York, I went to Miami. I played in number two, and then when I came here, you know, I wasn't. I didn't try and call Joe English or anything, or uh, Ingles to, uh, to to get number two, or anything. I wasn't. It wasn't that big of a deal for me, so I just went with six.
2: All right, let's go on the road with Joe Johnson. What's your favorite city to visit?
0: My favorite city to visit. Uh, honestly, it's probably, it probably would be Atlanta uh, be- Because for me, that's, that's home away from home That's as close as I get to play No, I take that back It's Memphis, Memphis. Because Memphis is a two hour drive from Little Rock from where I'm from And that's when all my family comes up, man Not only my family, but you know, I, I I have churches and uh, boys and girls club that I have come up and I give them tickets, and I get a chance to interact with the kids. Man, that's 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 probably that's probably the most uh, the the one I enjoy the most.
2: Favorite place to eat on the road.
0: Favorite place to eat on the road, man. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, in Dallas, they got this truck stop place next to the hotel, and they have the best. Chicken and brisket and oh my god. I can't even I don't even know the name of it. I just know where it's at.
2: I'm following you in Dallas. <laughs> what is the one thing you cannot travel without?
0: The one thing I cannot travel without my computer.
2: And what is your game day routine?
0: My game day routine, uh I don't really have a big routine. I just I have to take a nap though. At least for like an hour. Uh just to kind of recharge the body and, and All right, let's f- fun little game called the fives five most used apps on your phone uh uber uh postmates but i don't know if they have postmates here you know what postmates do? i'll tell you about it uh, uber postmates instagram uh what's this on app uh It's like a shopping app. I can't think of the name of it, man. That's sad.
2: Five movies Joe Johnson says we have to see.
0: Five movies that you guys have to see are, if you haven't seen it, old school movie, Harlem Nights, uh, Above the Rim, uh, Boomerang. Goonies. That's my. That's just be my favorite movie. Uh, uh, All
2: right. Um, All time NBA starting five according to Joe Johnson.
0: All time NBA starting five. I gotta go with Magic. MJ. Michael Jordan. Magic. Michael Jordan. I'm gonna go with Scottie Pippen. Uh, Kevin Garnett and Shaquille O'Neal
2: alright last thing for you time to play word association I'll say a word you say the first thing that comes to your mind Utah Jazz
0: Carl Malone
2: Quinn Snyder
0: Uh, Missouri
2: Strawberries Bananas Jay-Z Beyonce. Ice cream. Cone. Cleveland.
0: Cavaliers. Uh,
2: Three-pointers.
0: (laughs) Two-pointers. Miami. Uh, D-Wade. Steve Nash. Phoenix. Phoenix.